Thank you for tuning in to the Anchored Ruby. My name is Crystal Swass. I am a master practitioner in neurolinguistics programming, master life and success coach, the author of The Truth About Lemonade, and your host, teaching you how to break through bondage in truth and how to be anchored in purpose, promise, and prosperity. On our last episode, I spoke about having eyes to see past the storm. And interestingly enough, I actually sang a song that the Lord had downloaded on my spirit. Um, If you haven't checked out that episode, I would love for you to hear it. Because so often we get stuck in the midst of the storm that we feel like we can't even see past it, right? It feels like the rain will never end. But as we know, storms don't last forever. In order to have eyes to see... You have to be wise to see. Today, I want to talk about positioning. Where you are isn't where you will stay. You know, I'm going to say that again because I know that oftentimes we feel stuck. Where you are isn't where you will stay. What does that mean? I remember crying out to God one day asking him why he has allowed for me to be in the place that I was in in that very moment. I was heartbroken and I felt like I was in this valley that never ended. There have been times in my life where I felt like I was in this ocean, right? And I was just getting hit wave after wave. Anytime I caught my breath and stood up, I was getting knocked back down again. There have been times in my life where I felt like I was just walking in the heat of the desert in a valley and it was never going to end. And I was seeing mirage after mirage where I thought that I had finally made it and it disappeared, whatever that was, whether it was, you know, a financial breakthrough, a breakthrough in relationships, whatever it may have been. I felt like I was never going to get out of this place. And how many times do you feel that way? You just feel stuck. You feel like you're in a pit. When you feel like you're in a pit, it means God is preparing you for the palace. He is positioning you. And in order to be positioned, you have to be prepared. I remember that day where I was sitting and I was crying and I was asking God, why do you have me in this place? I feel like I have cried out to God so many times saying the same thing. But on this day, I remember him saying to me, Crystal, You have been called to lead, and you cannot lead others through a valley you haven't first gone through. We are all called to lead others out of something. Your life has a purpose. You were created with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose. You were not just placed on this planet to get up every day and pay your bills and feel stressed out and feel upset and have minor moments of joy and then go back to the grind. That is not what your purpose on this planet is. And so many people are looking for their purpose in this life and they forget when they're in the pit, they forget that they actually have a purpose. Depression and anxiety are on the rise. Suicide is at its highest rate 
And I really believe that a lot of that has to do with the fact that people feel purposeless. They feel hopeless. They feel as though their life has no value. And I am here to tell you, and I don't even have this in any part of my notes. This is from God, that your life has a purpose. Even though it seems dark in that pit, we are all called to lead others out of something. God has given us a very specific assignment. But how can you teach something you haven't first learned? Now, in one of my first episodes, I talk about um, living in the shadows of shame. And oftentimes we hide our stories. We hide ourselves behind this mask, right? Social media is a great example of this. We're watching highlight reels of other people's lives. We're putting our, our best moments on social media and we're hiding our pain, but there is no healing in hiding. Your life has a bigger purpose than the mundane Monday through Friday that you're, you're going through habitually, right? You have been called to lead. And maybe you don't realize it right now. Maybe you don't realize there's somebody coming up behind you praying for the same thing that you previously prayed for and is looking for help. They are drowning and they are looking for somebody who's walked the walk that they have walked, that has gone through the dark places that they have gone through to lead the way. The Bible says that we are to be like a light on a hill, right? And so, um, there has, God has given me a vision, a very powerful vision of being like a lighthouse standing upon the rock. And what does a lighthouse do? A lighthouse brings light and direction to the ships that are lost at sea to keep those ships, those ships safe from hitting the rocks on the shore, right? If there is no light, those ships get lost. And so we are called to be that light to somebody else. But uh, we have to walk through that valley first, right? I can't lead you. um, If I were to give you directions to my house, how can I give you directions if I've never been there? That's impossible. I couldn't go. I couldn't lead you, right? It talks about in the book of Esther, which is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Now, if you don't know um, the story of Esther, Esther... um, was raised by her cousin Mordecai. And in the story, Queen Vashti is basically kicked out of her position as queen, and the king is looking for a new queen. And so he he does this almost like a model call for queens, right? Just to kind of like sum this story up. But in the book of Esther, Esther is chosen as a candidate to be queen. And it says in Esther 2.12, Now, when the turn of each young lady came to go into King Asaphas after the end of her 12 months under regulations of the women, for the days of their beautification were completed as follows. Six months with oil of myrrh and six months with spices and cosmetics for women. Okay, so let me break this down for you. To break it down, there was a process of beautification that was required from each one of these women to take place before a young lady could enter the presence of the king. It could not be sped up. This process was a 12-month process. And what I find interesting in this passage 
was the use of the oil of myrrh. And if you know anything uh, biblically, the myrrh is spoken quite often in the Bible. The word myrrh means bitter. Uh, and it's it's was named myrrh for its bitter taste. In those days, myrrh, the oil of myrrh was used for purification. And as although that it had a bitter taste, it had a very sweet smell to it, right? There are times in life when we have to endure a process of purification in order to be positioned where God wants to place us. I'm going to say that again. There are times in life where we have to endure a process of purification in order to be positioned where God wants to place us. Why is that? Why did Esther have to go through this process of purification? Her position that she was about to be elevated to was a leadership position of queen. Now, how can you lead if you don't go through the process, right? Um, It is a process that cannot be rushed. And waiting on God is so challenging having patience in the process is probably the hardest thing i understand there are certain processes that i'm still going through certain purifications that i'm still enduring and we you know it's interesting because the bible calls us children of god right followers of christ are children of god and you know jesus says you know let the children come to me the children inherit the kingdom of god god calls us his children But if you know anything about a child or being a parent, children are impatient. They have no patience. And so as children of God, though we are grownups, though we are adults, we still grow impatient during certain processes. Why is that? Out of impatience, when we're impatient, we want to control every situation, right? And I talk about, you know, I talk about this in, in a couple different ways. Um, impatience is caused by the need, uh, to be in control of all things at all times. And, and that the same can be said about worrying, right? We are impatient out of pride. We feel like things should be done when they should be done, how they should be done on our time, right? Um, when we are impatient or we worry or we want to rush a process, right? It's out of a place of brokenness and we respond out of a place of unhealed wounds. Ironically, it's that same place that the Lord is trying to heal us in. Our patience in the process to be positioned um, is so necessary, right? So God is so amazing in his, all of his infinite ways in how he does things. He's multifaceted, right? So when we are in the pit and we are being purified, um, through a process to be positioned where he wants us to be, he is also purifying or, um, um, enhancing our, uh, patience, right? That fruit that, that is a fruit of the spirit, Right. So, um, 
typically impatience comes from pride, but it also has a lot to do with our fear. You know, we have a fear of running out of time. We have a fear that we are supposed to be at a certain place at a certain time in our life. But you have to understand that though we are bound by time, God sits outside of time. So his timing is never early or never late. It is always on time. It, he is perfect in that. And so when we become impatient, it's out of fear that we're going to miss out on this opportunity. But understand that it's, it's the fear of the unknown It's versus fear of the unknown, right? How can you worry about something that is unknown if you don't know what it is? You worry because of what has happened in the past and you project that past memory upon your future. So when you grow impatient, it's because you have this fear that you're going to miss out on an opportunity or it's never going to happen or... Or maybe it's an unconscious fear of actually healing the things that the Lord is trying to heal you from in that purification process. Whatever it is, the preparation has a specific time for a specific reason, right? Esther spent 12 months preparing for her position by purification. It could not be a process that is rushed. Her position as queen depended on this process and the outcome. Now think back to using the oil of myrrh. Myrrh um, was used for a process of purification. It was also bitter. So sometimes when we're in this pit, right, when we're in this valley, when we're in this place, that purification by what God is doing sometimes is washing away the bitterness so that out of you, you are a sweet aroma, not only to the King of Kings, but to those around you, right? Because if you're bitter, how can you lead? Have you ever had a boss that was just a miserable human being and they absolutely hated the position that they were in? They hated their job. They had, they felt like they had no purpose. They felt confined by this position and that bitterness poured onto you. And every day that you went into that job, you felt poisoned by that bitterness and didn't respect that person as a leader because of their nasty attitude, right? We've all had a boss like that, okay? Um, if you are to lead other people, my dad used to say, um, you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, right? Flies flies are attracted to something sweet. And so are the people around you. So if you are, are being positioned to lead through a valley, not only are you going to have to be patient with the people that you are leading, you are going to have to be kind and empathetic, right? If you are leading somebody, if you are a recovering addict and you meet an addict who needs guidance, how can you guide them if you've never walked that path and you have no patience or empathy um, for their situation? You can sympathize if you've never gone through it in a way, but they're less likely to follow your lead, right? And if you're bitter and you don't like the position that you're in and you're miserable, I mean, it is known that most people do not quit a position, a job because they don't like their job. They quit that position because of leadership. When there is poor leadership, you are less likely to enjoy where you are because you feel like there is no purpose. So Esther spent 12 months being prepared for her position. There are many times that we feel like also that maybe we're in the fire, right? Like the situation is just, ah, oh, you're never going to get out of it. 
What you have to remember is that a blacksmith strengthens his metal in the fire. He forges and reforges that metal. He purifies the metal in the fire. The fire burns out the impurifications. If we are to be what God is intending us to be and to go from the pit to the palace, we have to be willing to be prepared for that position. You have to be willing to go through the fire in order to be strengthened. You have to be willing to get up when you get knocked down by those waves. You have to be willing to keep walking through the valley and not just sit there. You will get to the end of it, I promise. Where you are is not where you will always be. In the story of Joseph in the Bible, in Genesis, Joseph went from being thrown into a pit by his own envious brothers, sold into slavery, thrown into prison, and promoted to the palace all in a lifetime. It's how you handle the pit and the prison and the fire and the waves and the valley that will determine if and when you make it to the palace. How are you handling the place that you are in right now? How are you handling being betrayed by loved ones and being thrown into a pit? In the story of Joseph, he had the opportunity to show compassion upon the brothers that had betrayed him. Now, maybe you're not in a pit. Maybe you are in a palace. Maybe you're on the mountaintop. But how are you utilizing what you have learned to lead other people? How are you? Are you... Do you display the fruits of the Spirit? Are you patient, kind, joyful, gentle, loving? Are you any of those things? Or are you abusing the palace position? How are you handling the place of preparation? These are things you have to ask yourself. Don't just sit there and wallow in the pit, okay? There's a meme on social media. It's it's a side-by-side meme, and there's two men in a pit, One man and a tree, a broken tree has fallen into the pit, right? One man takes that tree, breaks it down, makes a fire. The other man takes that same tree, builds a ladder and gets out of the pit. How are you handling the pit? Where is your, how are you perceiving this, this situation that you're in with what God has given you to prepare you for the place that he has for you? How are you handling the place of preparation? Are you trying to rush that beautification process in order to be queen or king? Are you allowing God to heal bitter wounds within you in order for your aroma to be fresh to those around you in order to gain the the position of favor as queen? Or are you trying to rush the process? And here's the thing. And and I'm speaking to women in in this moment. One of the things that I have been praying for for a very long time was to be a virtuous wife, to be a woman of virtue. There's a process that goes into being a woman of virtue in order to have a marriage. And many of the people that are listening right now, you're wanting your husband to come. You're wanting to meet somebody and fall in love and, and have a a wedding and a marriage and all the things, white pick offense. But here's the thing. If you are not prepared properly for that position, you will not prosper as a virtuous wife. And the same goes for men. If you are looking for a woman, it says in the Bible, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor in the eyes of the Lord. It's easy to marry somebody. 
It's not easy to be a man of integrity or a woman of virtue if you are not put in the purification process, if you are not put through the fire, right? Every position that we are placed in serves a purpose. You will not be where you are forever. We cannot lead others through the valley that we have not yet walked through. And the fire that God places us in isn't to destroy us, but prepare us and strengthen us for what he has for us. You are being prepared and positioned for something bigger than you, for something so great, for such a time as this, you were created. And how you choose to handle that preparation will determine your positioning. Change your perception about the pit. Because when you are in the pit, it means God is preparing you for the palace. And where you are isn't where you will stay. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you haven't given your life to Christ or you're looking to find that peace, feel free to find me on Facebook at Crystal Swass or on Instagram at Crystal Swass. And if you're wanting more information about my coaching programs or how to break through to your breakthrough, you can find me at www.crystalswass.com. A special thank you to River of Heaven Radio Network for allowing us to have this show to speak truth to the nations and help you remember that you were created with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose. Mm-hmm.